Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy Rocky Magana, Kramer Sansone in the background, helping us keep this thing moving tonight after another Kansas City Chiefs victory on Sunday night football against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Chiefs win 30 to 27, improved to 8 and 2 on the year, and now have an absolute stranglehold in the AFC West. This game really kind of was the AFC West championship in a way, and Chiefs get it done. Uh, it wasn't pretty at times. Uh, I was definitely wavering at times throughout this game, Rocky, but Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are just absolute studs and they were the difference in this game. Travis Kelsey just went absolutely off, had three touchdowns, another incredible performance by him and Mahomes gets it done late in the fourth quarter after Justin Herbert led the chargers on a touchdown drive to take the lead again, chiefs improved to eight and two Rocky got to be feeling pretty good right now, even though it it was a little rough at times tonight. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet Lord. I'm going to need a new pacemaker. I don't have a pacemaker, but I'm going to need a pacemaker (laughs) after this one. Uh, But one thing is for certain, Chiefs Kingdom, there is no paternity test needed. Travis Kelsey is Derwin James's daddy. If they go on Monta Williams tomorrow, it will be confirmed that he is the father. You know, I, I, I don't care what you say. He may have been shut down a little bit and had some, had some mental errors in the first half, but Travis Kelsey, when the game is on the line, you know, him and Mahomes are going to find a way to hook up and he is going to prove why he is the greatest tight end to ever play football. His, his yards after the catch in SoFi stadium probably have to be more over the last two seasons than any chargers or Rams tight end (laughs) for the entire season. I mean, Travis Kelsey shows up against the chargers every single time and this was really a De- Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type of game. Like things could not have gone more wrong in the first half for the Chiefs, and they couldn't have played like worse, like situational football. And then in the second half, they just woke up and they said, "Hey, if we don't stop messing around and don't you know lock things down, we're gonna you know let these guys think that they still belong in the in in the race for this division, you know." But when the chips were on the when the, when the game was on the line, the chips were down. You know, the Chiefs found a way to do it, and Mahomes proved, he proved once again why there is no question. Hey, Dolphins fans, Tua doesn't do that tonight. You know what? I mean, Mahomes is the MVP. I don't want to hear any other discussion. Mahomes is the MVP. So I I wanted to talk to you about that tonight because – he is definitively the MVP front runner at this point in the season. In this game, I think has just widened the gap even more. I don't think anybody else is close to Patrick Mahomes in the MVP race right now. It's 
he's just week after week. They're eight and two. They're sitting atop the AFC now. And, you know, Buffalo won today, but they're still banged up. And Josh Allen is still struggling a little bit. And they're trying to overcome some things there. But there's no other team in the AFC right now that you have more confidence in than the Kansas City Chiefs. And Mahomes goes 20 of 34 for 329 yards and three more touchdowns tonight. Uh, Again, Travis Kelsey was absolutely dominant. Six catches for 115 yards and three touchdowns. And just offensively, this wasn't the prettiest performance by Kansas City. But, you know, acknowledging all of the injuries that they have coming into this game and wide receiver Kadarius Toney left the game, did not return. He had a hamstring injury, which is not great for a guy that we had high hopes for coming into this game. I think we thought we were going to see him have a larger role than he did. And he, he really didn't then exits early with the hamstring injury, which is what he was on the injury report uh, early in the season in New York for. So that's something we're going to have to monitor. We'll see if Juju is able to come back next week. And then Clyde leaves the game and does not return. And man, I, I think that, all of that kind of led to this out of sync chiefs offensive performance. But at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the world. And he, they, they did enough throughout the entire contest to just keep stay, just keep hanging around, hanging around and going back and forth. I think there was six lead changes in this game and it was just absolutely all over the place for the chiefs at times. But when they have these inexperienced pass catchers and, you know, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I think only wound up with one catch in the game. But Sky Moore finally getting some looks and finally making some plays in some key situations. Sky was really good tonight, I thought, at least offensively and, and catching passes from Patrick Mahomes. Like he had multiple times where it was like a key third down and Sky Moore comes up with a big play. So it was a sloppy performance at times from the Kansas City Chiefs offense, but they're still able to overcome all of that and win another tight game against the Los Angeles Chargers. So n- factoring in all of the injuries, like I- I'm not even really upset with the kind of up and down performance from the offense tonight. No, hundred percent. I mean, the, 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 it made a big deal the entire game about how thin the Chargers are at wide receiver. I mean, the Chiefs were equally as thin by the end of this game. You had Mahomes and a bunch of backups at wide receiver. And when they drafted Sky Moore, the thing we kept on hearing was he has the best release in the draft off the line, the best release off the draft. I mean, best release off the line in the draft. You saw that tonight in that, in that third down catch against Derwin James, when he just left Derwin James in the dust, right? You know, Sky Moore looked better tonight when he was needed than he's looked all year long. What he had seven receptions coming into tonight, you know, I mean, Thank the Lord for Sky Moore tonight because this is what we needed. We needed we needed our our our, our bottom half of our wide receiver crew to come through when when the, when when that when with Juju out with Kadarius Tony going down with Mecole out like you said. I think the Chiefs missed Juju more than anything today. You know, much more than they missed Tony or Mecole. You know, Juju really has been that chain mover for them. And you know, Justin Watson and Sky Moore, like you said, really stepped up. And with with all things considered. You're going against the next best team in, in in your division. You're going against a team that a lot of people had as a Super Bowl pick preseason, right? You're going against a team where with a, with a great quarterback and a defensive minded coach, and all everything everything pulled together. You came out with a win. You got a three game lead on your division. You know the white on whites continue to play. You continue to win. You know when you bring out the whites, and I don't see how you're anything but 
just ecstatic after tonight's game. So uh, I think some of it in the first half, too, was the Chiefs trying to figure out what to do without having Juju Smith-Schuster on the field because as we've seen, like he is really, really important to this offense and just being the reliable guy that is always going to be where he's supposed to be, that, that is, it is going to be that reliable chain-moving kind of intermediate option for Patrick Mahomes when the defense is trying to focus on Travis Kelsey and shut Travis Kelsey down. And even then, I mean, we see what happens. Like you just can't shut him down. Like he's just, he's just absolutely unguardable. But I I think in the first half of this game, they were really trying to figure it out. And, and it seemed like it it took some more injuries for them to be like, okay, we got to put sky Moore out there, but sky was impressive tonight. And Really, so far in his rookie season, this is easily his best performance and easily the most faith that the Chiefs put in him throughout this entire season so far. But they didn't really have an option. So I'm interested to see if his play was good enough for them to give him a bigger role moving forward because we see that as a receiver, he can be a playmaker for this offense. He is much better at that than he is at returning punts, which is not something he should be doing. And with Kadarius Tony leaving the game with an injury, he had to go back and do that again tonight. But we saw early on in this game, the Chiefs were using a ton of three tight end sets. Uh, I know Kramer already threw up that Jody Fortson pass that was an absolutely beautiful dime from Patrick Mahomes. But they were doing that, I think, because they didn't really trust the wide receivers in the first half. And then eventually they kind of settled into things. And Andy Reid was like, all right, well, we just got to put the bodies out there and hope these guys can make plays. But Man, I continue to be impressed with this team every single week. And this wasn't a dominant performance. Like there, There's a lot of things to nitpick about the way the Chiefs played in this game and, and different aspects of the offense and the defense as well. And we'll get into all of that here on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. But ultimately, Chiefs win. They're 8-2, and two, sitting atop the AFC West. It's all but over in the division and the Chiefs are the front runner in the AFC right now. And they are the number one seed in the playoffs. And all they got to do is win out. And Rocky, next week, they're playing the Los Angeles Rams. Matthew Stafford left today's game. And it sounds like he might have his second concussion in two weeks. They were already down their backup quarterback, John Walford. So the Kansas City Chiefs might be taking on a 3-7 and seven Rams team next week with their third string quarterback. And minus Cooper Cup, you know, minus the best wide receiver in football. And I think, I think when you look at the first half today, a lot of what you saw was that this Chargers defense is really bad at stopping the run. Like they are, they were, they were averaging over the last three games, giving up 190 yards rushing per game. And what the Chiefs needed to do in this game is run the ball. And in the first half, you saw Andy Reid and Eric Bienemy were reluctant. To run the ball like it was working but they wanted they wanted to put the ball in Mahomes's hand they wanted to try to pass they wanted to try to do all these things and Mahomes was not getting protection because they weren't running the ball and the Chargers pass rush was just pinning their ears back and they were just going after Mahomes and Mahomes was getting hit Mahomes was out of rhythm all these things what happens they come out the second half and on that opening drive and they attempt what one passing play and they just run the ball down their throat. They just run it, run it, run it to McKinnon. And then what happened? All of a sudden, their their front four, the Chargers' front four, can't just rush every single time. They have to first stop and say, wait, is this a running play? And then go after Mahomes. Well, what's that do? That gives Mahomes an extra second in the pocket. That allows, that gives the offensive line the advantage 
in blocking the defense. You know, that's that sets up the entire thing. It, it, it draws them into the line of scrimmage so that Mahomes can start hitting deep shots, you know, down the field and, and picking up those 17-yard gains that we saw in the second half. You know, I think, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, this was his coming out party. Um, it sucks that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got injured and he had to leave the game early, but I don't see us really missing him too much. You know, I think, I think McKinnon and Pacheco, you know, really kind of carry the load moving forward. Um, I think that we saw that after Pacheco got blown up by Derwin James on that one pass protection play that got Mahomes hit, that, uh, that after that they were like, okay, so passing downs, Jet's going to come in, and he's going to be our passing down guy, and he's going to have our pass protection. But running downs, Pacheco was just running angry, and they couldn't stop him. They had no answer for Isaiah Pacheco's physicality today, and that's what the Chiefs offense has been missing for a few seasons now. It's physicality in the run game. And – Say what you want about Pacheco's vision. It's still probably an issue. But today, the, the the holes were so big that that didn't matter. All he had to do was hit them hard and hit them fast and then make the Chargers pay. And so this was another up-and-down performance, I think, from the Chiefs' offensive line. I, I think some of the pressure, uh, especially in the first half of the game, some of it was the offensive line. Some of it was Patrick Mahomes and, and the offense just as a whole um, – you know, waiting too long for things to develop and kind of dragging your feet and then not committing to the run early, but then they have a drive. And I, I was actually talking to my friend about this. I'd be curious the last time the chiefs had a drive, like they had where they just ran eight plays and did, and did not throw the football aside from a penalty with, that was overturned anyway. So the play didn't count. And, and it, it was like, it was Andy Reid just saying, okay, we can't get anything going here. I'm frustrated we're just going to run the football every single play. And I do think that that drive kind of settled the chiefs down a little bit offensively. And yeah, Pacheco's not a perfect product, but he is a rookie seventh round pick who is finding his way and deservedly is this team starting running back in tonight. He was fantastic. We talked all week long at Arrowhead pride about how bad this chargers run defense is. That was something you had to exploit in this game. And you know, and if Clyde doesn't get injured, I think we would have seen a lot more of Clyde tonight, too. I think Pacheco was always going to get a significant amount of carries, uh, especially when they were struggling early on. And Andy was like, screw it, we're just going to run the ball. But I think Clyde would have been a little bit more involved if he doesn't leave this game with an injury. But man, Isaiah Pacheco over 100 yards, Travis Kelsey over 100 yards, three touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes, another 300 yard performance. And has totally widened the gap between himself and everyone else in the MVP race. Like it was just another hallmark performance where the chargers gave you everything that they had and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid were still just too much. Like they're, they're, they just still didn't have the answers to make the plays when they had to. And you know, the defense was up and down tonight. Um, but I also want to give Justin Herbert some credit here. Like Justin Herbert played really well tonight and he was really slinging the ball all over the field. And they had that late fourth quarter play to Keenan Allen that set them up to take the lead. And, you know, that was a bad, bad one from Joshua Williams, not the greatest rep of his NFL rookie season. But I think tonight we just saw two great quarterbacks going head to head uh, against each other in a game that both, both of them really, really wanted to win. And we also saw some of the youth in that secondary tonight where Justin Herbert was really just on his a game tonight. And he was slinging the football all over the field and he was giving the chiefs young secondary, everything that they could handle. 
Yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert, you know, hats off. He he literally gave our young secondary like a lesson today. He took them to school. And I mean, we continue to struggle. Um, I mean, honestly, thank God Mike Williams went out as early as he did because he had one target and he came down with it. Um, we seem to still struggle a little bit with bigger wide receivers, I would say. Um, but, you know, hats off to the defense. They, they did not look good in the first half. And Nick Bolton especially – did not look good in the first half. He had a couple of really kind of just really costly mistakes, you know, with a face mask and then hitting Herbert when he was out of bounds. But you'll say one thing about this defense. They do not give up. They, 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 they will keep coming after you. They will stay in the game. They will stay focused. They won't get down on themselves. They'll make a mistake and they'll come back and they'll keep on going after you. And we saw in the end, you know, in the second half especially, you know, they got after Herbert with the exception of the one touchdown drive. They essentially shut down the Chargers in the second half. And I got to tell you, when Justin Herbert goes to sleep at night, I got to think that he hears Mike Dana's footsteps just whispering in his ears, you know. I mean, for a second straight game this year, Mike Dana just owned Justin Herbert and the, and the Chargers offensive line. He looked, he looked excellent. Yeah, he had two sacks tonight. Chief sacked Justin Herbert five times uh, on the evening. And Mike Dana was really good tonight. And, you know, we talked early in the season about how impressive he was looking as a rotational edge piece for this team. And I know Spags is moving him on the inside now and kind of putting him all along that defensive line. And, and it just says how much faith they had in him coming into the season because he looked really good in the preseason, looked really good early in the year. And then he has that calf injury that's a big setback. And I think it's safe to say that Mike Dan is 100% healthy now because he looked fantastic tonight. And I, I think the most encouraging thing, even though, you know, Joshua Palmer torched this secondary, they give up the big play late in the game to Keenan Allen. If Mike Williams doesn't leave the game early, you know, he might have a big game tonight and, and have a big impact there. But I think the encouraging thing here is that we're seeing promising signs from every level of the Chiefs' defense. And that's all you really want, right? They just can't be the worst unit in the NFL. They just can't be a liability when you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball. And they weren't that tonight. They struggled a little bit, and it, it was a tight game. But this was just one of those games where I feel like you had two quarterbacks who were going to give you everything that they had and, and try to win this game. And it doesn't matter what defense they were playing tonight. They were going to find some success. And so the Chiefs getting five sacks and, you know, Willie Gay got in the mix with the sack. Chris Jones gets in on the sack. Carlos Dunlap had another impressive game for the Chiefs. And then Nick Bolton, who has come under some criticism uh, from Chiefs fans recently. And he continues to compile stats. He had another big game tonight, had the game ceiling interception, forced a fumble. Like Nick Bolton was all over the field for Kansas City tonight. And, you know, I, I think that I've been a little disappointed by the impact of Willie Gay because I thought early on in the season we got a glimpse of what he could be. And now since coming back from his suspension, it's been a little quiet. Like I, I thought Willie Gay was going to have a bigger impact. But when these guys are figuring things out, like we saw tonight that both of them can be playmakers. And so I think that's the most encouraging thing is that even in a game where you wound up giving up, uh, uh, you know, some big some big gains and some big plays and you got burned a couple of times, you gave up your longest touchdown of the season, that Joshua Palmer first quarter 50 yard touchdown. But you have playmakers at every single level and you have young playmakers at every single level. And that's an encouraging thing to me when it comes to this defense and the way they'll continue to develop the rest of the season. Oh, 100%. And you think about it, the Chiefs came out ahead on the turnover differential 
what for like probably the I mean, aside from the San Francisco game, was that the only other game this year? Probably we were, they don't force a lot we, of turnovers. Where we won the turnover differential. We had multiple turnovers in this game by Nick Bolton, you know. So, I mean, say what you want about, you know, if he's out of position. He, there's two things that Nick Bolton can do. Nick Bolton can, can put pressure on the offense and make things happen, and he's a good tackler, you know. And, and so I think that – Yes, there's going to, there's always going to be growing pains with this defense as young as they are. The secondary, there's going to be tons of growing pains. You're going to see things like a Josh Palmer have the best game of his career, you know, so far. You know, when you're when your young secondary is is really kind of developing and gelling, especially if you have somebody like Juan Thornhill, who's really one of the vets of that secondary, kind of go down and go out of the game. You know, to see Brian Cook come in and not get burnt deep. I mean, that, that's really all you wanted out of Brian Cook after Thornhill went out was to not, you know, really, you know, be the issue. And he wasn't the issue, you know, he held his own and he had, and he had a decent game, you know? And so I think that, that as this defense keeps moving further and further in the season, we're going to see them keep growing and maturing and kind of gelling. And I think that, I mean, the crazy thing to think about is that the Chiefs' best football could still be ahead of them, especially on the defensive side of the ball. If they get healthy on offense, then their best football is definitely ahead of them. I mean, I think if, if we get Kadarius Tony back in the game, you get you get Juju Smith Schuster back. I mean, this could this could honestly be the worst game that the Chiefs play for the rest of the season, and that should be scary to the rest of the NFL. Because here's the thing: we were down at halftime, but the Chargers did every single thing right in the first half, and the Chiefs did almost every single thing wrong, and they were only down by a touchdown. Any other team is down by 21 points at that point. It just goes to prove that to beat the Chiefs, you have to do every single thing right throughout all four quarters of the game, and then you still have to do a little bit more to beat Mahomes and account for him. And if you don't, you're going to see what happens tonight where you know the greatest quarterback to ever play the game you know, puts the game on his shoulders, puts the ball in Travis Kelsey's hands, and they just go and they just and they, and they they're going to dunk on your hopes and dreams. And you're just going to walk away thinking, how did we lose this game? I got to think that Brandon, Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert, every, like they just like every time they play the Chiefs, they have set to walk about, walk away just with their hands in the air, just like what else are we supposed to do against these guys? Yeah. And the thing is, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. They're the best. The Chiefs are the best team in football right now. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, they got bumped up to number one in my AP power rankings last week. That's where they'll stay this week. But I do want to remind you guys, uh, if you're in the comments section, to use hashtag AP rapid reaction. We will get to some of your thoughts on the game here at the end of the show. I also want to remind you, if you're listening to us on the podcast page, make sure you stick around after the show. We'll have all the Chiefs post-game press conferences, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, anybody else that they put up there. So make sure you stick around after the show. Again, Chiefs win 30-27 to on Sunday night football over the Los Angeles Chargers. They improved to 8-2 and on the year. Chargers fall to 5-5. Five and five. Um, It would take a pretty catastrophic collapse by the Kansas City Chiefs at this point for them to not win the AFC West. They are in the driver's seat for the number one overall seed in the AFC playoffs, and things are just going really well right now in Kansas City. I want to get back to uh, the defense here for a second, Rocky, and... We already talked about that, and I think I've mentioned to you uh, on this show and just you know, kind of talking about the team this season, I think the defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo, 
has had a fantastic year. Like I think at times this year, he's been their most consistent play caller and dialing things up. And, and really the way they've been able to de- develop these young players, because the criticism of Spags in the past is like, he doesn't want to play these young guys. He always goes with the veterans, even if the veterans are worse than the young players. And this season, he didn't really have that, chance like he didn't really he wasn't really able to make that decision this year he had to roll with the young guys and I think this game at times was probably one of his worst games of the season just in terms of you know certain play calls at certain times of the game and the and the secondary at times looking confused and out of whack like guys weren't in the right position or they didn't know where they were supposed to be uh that joshua palmer long touchdown uh, especially is one that stands out where it just seems like there was some miscommunication there in the secondary but he put it together again late in the fourth quarter and that's when the chiefs defense really stepped up and made plays and that's when it seemed like every single drive they were putting pressure on Justin Herbert. And if it isn't for that third and 17 conversion, the deep play to Keenan Allen, they might might not even get in scoring position to take the lead late in the fourth quarter. And that's just a play where it's Keenan Allen. It's a pro bowl caliber wide receiver on a rookie fourth round cornerback and Keenan Allen just burned him. And, and Justin Herbert made a fantastic throw And that's going to happen sometimes when you've got young players like that. But Joshua Williams has still given you valuable reps. Like he still played well enough that, you know, you're going to keep putting him out there and having confidence in him. And you've got all the confidence in in Trent McDuffie and Jalen Watson and all these young corners for the Chiefs. But I I think that Spags turned things around in the second half and especially in the fourth quarter where he was dialing things up and they were putting pressure on Herbert to go make things like that happen. And You know, sometimes special players make special plays, and I think that's all that was with Justin Herbert, but I think Spags still deserves a lot of credit for this defensive performance. I'm really happy that you said that because I think that Spags' greatest strength this season that I think maybe we haven't seen or given credit due to in years past is second-half adjustments. I think that, you know, they always say – you always kind of think like, you know, the mark of a great – you know, coach, head coach or a coordinator is you go in, you go in the locker room at halftime, you look and see what the, off, the other opposing team has been doing. And then you make the, you know, the adjustments to make and you come out and you make those adjustments and you shut them down the rest of the way. I mean, take, say what you want about the, the touchdown drive that the Chiefs gave up in the second half. Other than that, they shut down the Chargers in the second half. And a lot of that had to do with the adjustments that Spags made and Willie Gay's sack that he had on Herbert. I, I don't think I've ever seen a better disguised like blitz than that than that blitz. I mean, it was simple. He just he is, he was he was playing back like he's going to be in zone like he always is, and he just timed it perfectly. There wasn't a single player on the Chargers' offense that knew that Willie Gay was blitzing on that play. Like that's how well it was designed. They had no idea that he was coming, and he and, he, and it worked to perfection. And Spags called it at just the right moment. And I think that's another thing is that. Spags has really done a good job this year of, have, of, 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 of understanding the tempo and the flow of the game and knowing when to call those blitzes and knowing when to push the right button and say, okay, this is when we're sending Willie Gay Jr. You know, this is when we're blitzing Legereus Sneed. You know, he's not just like blindly just throwing bodies at the other team's offensive line. Like there's a, there's a philosophy and there's, 
and there's a thought process to it that at the time and place and the and the and the, and the position in the game and where they're at that this is the time to dial up this exact blitz at this exact moment and i mean it it worked and i, I think that the that the one calling card that you're seeing of this defense is that when the opposing team has the ball and they have their chance for their quarterback to have a heroic moment. Like Mahomes had his heroic moment. He drove the Chiefs down the field and they scored a touchdown. Well, guess what? Herbert, you had 36 seconds. You know what? That's that's almost three times as much as Mahomes had against the Buffalo Bills. You know what I mean? You had your this was your chance for your heroic moment, and Spag shut you down. Like you just like he he just like it wasn't even like a question of whether or not the Chargers were gonna put this game. In question, you know, after the Chiefs scored the touchdown, the Chiefs defense came out and they Chris Jones got a sack and then they rushed Herbert and caused an interception. You know, it wasn't it was Spags, you know, for as much criticism as he's gotten in the past as a Chiefs defensive coordinator. I think that this year he is just he's coaching his tail off. Yeah, I think he's been great this season and I think that he deserves some credit. And like I said, it's it, it says a lot about the kind of season that he's having as a play caller and as a defensive coordinator with all of the young players that they have on that side of the ball and the way they're developing these guys and turning them into playmakers. Now, you know, they get the turnovers tonight, which is nice to see. Cause I think that's been the biggest issue uh, for me this season with this chiefs defense is they're just not forcing turnovers the way you feel like they should when they're able to get pressures and, They've got these explosive linebackers and, you know, some of it might be the youth of the secondary, but they're continuing to get better every week. Like there's still things you can point to each and every week and say like, well, I was impressed by this. I was impressed by this uh, that they did defensively. Like they're not perfect. The chiefs defense certainly is not perfect, but they're continuing to progress as the season goes on. And I think that's all you can ask for them is that they continue to improve each and every week. And I think they certainly are doing that even in a, in a night where tonight wasn't their strongest performance, but they made enough plays, especially in the second half of this football game uh, to walk away with the win. So uh, again, a huge win for the Kansas city chiefs over the Los Angeles chargers. They improved to eight and two on the season. Patrick Mahomes, just absolutely owns the AFC West. Travis Kelsey's just out here shattering records week after week now. It's just good. Uh, it's good to be in on the Kansas City Chiefs right now, Rocky. That's pretty much all I got on tonight's show. I mean, Chiefs Kingdom, uh, yeah, appreciate this era of Chiefs football. We've never, as Chiefs fans, at least as far as Chiefs fans in my and yours age group, we've never seen a Chiefs football team at that play at this level year in year out Mahomes is a gift to us every game that Patrick Mahomes plays in a Chiefs uniform do not take it for granted every game that Andy Reid coaches for the Kansas City Chiefs do not take it for granted there is 31 other teams in the league and fan bases that that wish that they had Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid combination on their team we are the luckiest fan base to get to sit here and watch this every single week. And I am just, um, I, I do like, it's, it's, it's always said about Patrick Mahomes is like, don't take him for granted. Like he does so many amazing things that they seem commonplace, but don't take this for granted. This is not normal. We are watching Michael Jordan in his prime and he is the quarterback of your team. You know, I mean, get stoked about that. 
it's it's going to get buried in the Travis Kelsey performance, but that throw to Jody Fortson in the first half of this game was absolutely insane. <laughs> like, there's just not Filthy. very many dudes that can make that throw in that oh window. Is absolutely insane uh, that pass, and I feel like it's going to get lost a little bit. But it was it was absolutely incredible. But uh, again, uh, if you want to comment and sneak some observations in last minute, you can using hashtag AP Rapid Reaction Show. What do we got, Kramer? Who gave up the first Palmer touchdown? Is the secondary going to be an early target in next year's draft? Um, no, I mean, I think that they're pretty confident with the uh, young players that they have right now. Um, you know, they might, you can always add more depth, but I, I'm trying to think back, Rocky. It, it was definitely, I, I feel like maybe it was McDuffie, but he handed off to a safety because he thought he had help. And I don't remember exactly which safety was it. Juan Thornhill who didn't pick up Joshua Palmer. And so he just, he just broke free for a touchdown. Like it was a blown coverage. Like it seemed like they had the right assignment there, but somebody didn't hold up their end of the bargain for the Kansas city chiefs. Yeah. I think that, I think it was the, I think McDuffie did give it up, but I think it was that he was expecting help over the top, so he passed it off. McDuffie isn't going to get burnt just like that very often, it, especially if the person's not Justin Jefferson. You know, it, like McDuffie's good enough that that's not going to happen very often. And it's, it's also worth noting that Spags in the first half of this game did change things up a little bit. Legereus Need, who normally plays predominantly in the slot, was playing outside a lot because he's the, the bigger corner and they wanted him to match up with Mike Williams, who always gives the Chiefs problems because he's just bigger and stronger than all of their corners. And so Sneed was actually playing a lot on the outside, whereas McDuffie was playing more inside in the slot. And I think he's perfectly capable of doing that. But it is worth mentioning that he was playing in a, in a different role than he normally plays so far this season. So that might have been some of the miscommunication there, too. But I think that's all it was that happened sometimes in football. It was just a blown coverage by the Chiefs. I think that if you believe the uh, impeccable Chris Collinsworth that Snead said that he uh, he said that Snead requested to play on the outside for this game against Keenan Allen. So, they did it last whether, time when he yeah. Mike Williams was cooking him in the first half, and then Snead was playing him a lot in the second half, and he definitely slowed him down. Yeah, he did. And and to, to address the draft, I do think that the Chiefs are always going to take at least one secondary player every single draft. Like whether or not it's early or not, I think the Chiefs are always going to add to the secondary because you can never have enough quality bodies back there. I think adding OBJ makes this offseason unstoppable uh, offense, unstoppable on every level. They can't double Travis Juju MBS or any of them. It also opens up the running game. Um, I just think Odell Beckham jr. At this point is just wishful thinking. I don't think the chiefs are really that interested in him, despite the fact that, you know, they've shown some interest in him. I think, Kansas City always shows interest in any of these veteran players if they can come in on, on a cost-effective deal. It really seems like Odell is really interested in going to Dallas right now, who had a dominant win over the uh, fraudulent Minnesota Vikings today. Um, but I, I just don't think the Chiefs are really all that interested. Like we saw tonight, like what Sky Moore can do if given an opportunity as a pass catcher and. They're really high on Kadarius Tony, and Juju's really important to this offense. MVS didn't really do much tonight, but he's going to continue to have a big role and get a lot of snaps in the offense. I just don't think Odell Beckham Jr. really makes a lot of sense for an 8-2 and two football team that is still the number one scoring offense in the NFL. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm still not sold on the OBJ thing. I think that the only way you see the Chiefs make a play for OBJ is if Kadarius Tony's going to be out, you know, for the rest of the season and McCole Hardman's not going to come back. I think that if they find themselves down two wide receivers for the rest of the season who are legitimate threats, even though OBJ is a drastically different type of player than both of them, maybe they say they want to go out there and add another playmaker and add another body. But I really don't see it at this point, and I really don't see both of those guys being out for the rest of the season. All right, final one, Kramer, before we get out of here. Thrilled to witness the greatness. That's Patrick Mahomes. He's a once in a generation player and all kingdom fans get to see this NFL history being made. Yeah. Uh, don't take it for granted. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a special, special player. Uh, he's on the verge of winning his second MVP, the chiefs in what was supposed to be a little bit of a down year for Kansas city while they try to rebuild and retool the roster a little bit. And all these teams in the AFC are loading up and they're all coming for Kansas city and the chiefs <laughs> through 11 weeks sitting here, number one overall seed in the AFC again, eight and two scoring points against everybody. The defense is playing better and better every single week and making enough plays to where you don't feel like you got to worry about them. Like, the Chiefs are just a really good and well-run organization right now, and a lot of it is made easy by the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, 100%. I think that Patrick Mahomes is the one quarterback in the NFL where it doesn't – like, it matters who his wide receivers are, but not as much as it matters to another quarterback. Like, you know, you're not going to – like, like you see, he has his B roster this entire game, and he's still out there throwing dimes and making plays. Um, I think that it's – I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but remember a few years ago when Sammy Watkins said that he was a reptilian lizard king or whatever, you know, like if Patrick Mahomes came out tomorrow and said, I'm a, rep I'm a reptilian lizard man, I'd believe it. <laughs> I wouldn't question him. I mean, there's just something not normal about this dude. He is just, he is another level above, you know, competitor wise, athleticism, skill wise, just, just coolness. He's just so like Lenny, the cool was cool under pressure, but Patrick Mahomes has just got ice in his veins. I think that that might be the one thing that sets him apart more than anybody else is that he's never, he, even when he's under pressure, he's not under pressure. He's looking to make a play. Right. And so, I mean, he's, he's one of one he's him. Right. I yeah. mean, that's, that's just what it is. Yeah. On, on a weekly basis, we're witnessing history with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like, two first ballot Hall of Fame players here with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. So enjoy every minute of it. It's fun. We're having a blast here at Arrowhead Pride. Again, the Chiefs win 30-27 to over the Los Angeles Chargers. They take a commanding lead in the AFC West. I want to remind you, if you're listening to us on the podcast page, make sure you stick around after the show. We'll have all of the post-game press conferences. Uh, if you enjoy everything that we do here at Arrowhead Pride, at Arrowhead Pride, please subscribe, rate, and review. You can follow Rocky on Twitter at Rocky Magania. You can also follow Kramer on Twitter at Kramer Talks. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Appreciate you guys. Kansas City's 8-2. and two. We'll talk to you guys again this week on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... 
You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Once again, thank you for listening to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show after the Chiefs' 30-27 to win over the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday Night Football. We heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, tight end Travis Kelsey, and defensive lineman Chris Jones. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. You know, he's a great player and made a great play when great players make him. So, um, did a nice job on that interception. He actually caused it um, to take place. Uh, I mean, I could keep going. I, the offensive line, Pat Mahomes, I mean, what are you going to say there? So he he calms everything down, both sides of the ball he helps out with. Um, and Kelsey does the same. Then Chris and Frank, and it was good to have Frank back, uh, Frank and also um, uh, Bolt. So all those guys, uh, the, the good players really stepped up and, and um, calm, calm things down when it was needed. So, anyways, with that time, yours. Andy, how, how calm were you with a minute 46 left and having to, to face what you did as many times as you've done this, but down really about three pretty prime targets? Yeah, you know, didn't even think about that part. Uh, we just went in and saying, this is what we have to do. Pat doesn't worry about all that. <clears throat> he just goes in and, and plays. I mean, these guys... They all practice. Joe rotates all of them. Uh, Tom Melvin does the same. And uh, so whoever goes in, goes in and plays. And um, we, we, you know, that's how, that's how we roll. Now, as far as practicing it, we spend so much time on that during camp, working on it. And you know, for it to pay off is a good thing. And it seems like every time we come here, we, it comes down to something like this. I mean, it's ridiculous. Andy, Andy, can you explain how the sort of new faces can be integrated in moments like this that goes all the way back to camp? Yeah, sure. Um, well, that and, and then rotating them in practice. So we've got a lot of rookies uh, that finished that game. So it was, it was neat to see them uh, step up and do what they did, whether it was in the secondary or linebacker or wide receiver. You know, so, I mean, it was, 
it was a neat thing to, to see those guys do that. You're not suggesting that Kelsey is ever something less than valuable to you guys, but you ever you feel like he was maybe more than ever tonight, given well, you know, he battled. They had a plan for him. Um, I mean, they they were gonna bang him around, and then uh, they put an all pro safety on him, so uh, with number three, and um, so he had to he had to fight like crazy the whole game, and and kind of come up with things uh, on the fly to get himself. Get himself open. Uh, you know, it's a tribute to the Chargers and the way they did it, but it's also a great tribute to Kels for battling through. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Coach, can you explain how a guy like Pacheco can last to the seventh round? And what did you guys see in him at, at, in that process? Yeah, so, I mean, really, you saw tonight uh, Brett Veach's, um, you know, how. How good he is at <laughs> doing his job, and Pacheco is one of those guys. Uh, um, he and his crew just—they—they they study it. They—they they see what fits into what we do, and then they're willing to, um, you know, pull the trigger at the right time. So, um, and evaluate kind of where they think guys are going to fall, um, which is a—it's an art. I mean, that's not—that's not an easy thing to do. Oh, you can overdraft guys. You can. Undraft, but at the same time, you're, you're talking about guys that you want to come in and play at least within a year or two. And you know, since, since you've had him, what are some of the things that have, have impressed you? Because his playing time has obviously increased as the season has gone on. Yeah, sure. So um, I, I would tell you that his um, his growth in the pass protection part of it, even though he, he had a tough one today uh, with uh, with three blitzed. Um, but he, his pass protection, we were confident in that. Um, his patience, I thought, was was good. We've been working on that. And I thought he did a nice job with that. So not necessarily speed to the hole, but speed through the hole. And you could see him let the offensive lineman get it set up and work to the linebacker level guys and, and then go and, uh, and hit it um, as opposed to being indecisive. So he did a nice job. Coach, guys had some up and down moments uh, since the start of the season. Well, how beneficial is a game like today for his confidence? Yeah, no, it's great. I, I mean, he had the he had the re, the punt returns that were uh, a bit of a mess, but he, he had never done that. Right. And so I, we, we just, I mean, the guys kept encouraging him through this, whether it was his coach Joe or whether Connor. I mean, the, the, you know, it was the, they just kept encouraging. And then the players stuck by him. I mean, they could see how talented he was and. Uh, nobody looked at him cross-eyed, and, and that peer pressure is the strongest pressure in this in that case. Andy, in, in some ways, it probably defies description the, the chemistry between Patrick and Travis, and you, you've tried to address it a lot of times. But I do wonder if there's any way to get your arms around what they're able to do with each other out there. Yeah, no. I, listen, we're 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 a part of it, and that's the fun part. <clears throat> you like it to last forever. Um, but these guys grow old, and, and you know it's not. So what I do is I try to enjoy every minute of it, every play, and, um, and their chemistry is is ridiculous. You know, you know coming into this game that that they were they had a plan for Kels, and you know we were able to, you know, he was able to work. He and Pat were able to work through it, and made some nice things happen. 
Coming into training camp, we were talking about Mahomes trying to get everybody on the same page, new faces, and in this game we saw some of the same things with injuries. What does it take to get everybody on the same page and then you have a minute 46 to go down and get a touchdown? Yeah, well, sometimes you, you, there's not a lot of thinking involved and you just go play. And uh, whether you're the receiving part of that or you're the quarterback throwing it, and that's what I saw. I saw guys just, listen, you have to be there, and they were there, and I know I've got to get there, and I, I fight like crazy to make sure I'm there. And uh, there's a there's a time when you just have to get down to that part of it, and I thought the guys did that. Last story to go here. Andy, the, the feeling of belief must be off the charts when you got Patrick doing that. I mean, a minute 46, is there a, a we know we, we're going to win this game? Yeah, well, yeah, you, we're done with 13 seconds, so a minute to seem like an eternity. Matter of fact, I thought we gave them too much time because <laughs> that other guy's pretty good too. So, um, but um, yes, he gives you that confidence. The more you're around him, the more you watch him do what he does. Uh, you know, you just you know you have a shot. What does a win like this say with your rookies, Isaiah Pacheco, Watson, Sky Moore stepping up to the plate when we need it most? Yeah, no, they, listen, they, they, um, they, they do a, they've done a nice job of, of working hard. And, uh, you know, it hasn't come just natural and easy. They've had to work their tail off uh, to get themselves in a position where the quarterback trusts them or the coaches trust them to play them. So, um we appreciate that effort that they put forward. And, and I mentioned before, a little bit earlier that Brett Veach has done a nice job. I mean, you're seeing the results of this with all these young guys playing. And uh, um, so I, we appreciate that as a coaching staff. Last one, yeah, uh, Coach, yeah, you said uh, Edwards Hilaire had a high ankle sprain. Does that indicate it's a, a serious? Yeah, I mean, it, he, he, uh, he's a tough kid, um, but it doesn't that doesn't look good. I mean, uh, high ankle sprains with running backs aren't always the best, so we'll see. We'll see how he does in his recovery here, but it's pretty tender right now. Yeah. Feel like he's going to go on IR? Yeah, I don't. I haven't got that far. Yet. All right, thank you. Yeah, I mean, um, we do this a lot. Uh, well, Coach Reed prepares us for these moments. Um, we knew we had a lot of time on the clock. We knew we had some timeouts, so we, we didn't rush. We just kind of went through the went through what we do every single day of practice and everything like that. Um, and uh, we executed. I thought, uh, I mean, obviously Travis. I mean, it's Travis. He makes he's the greatest tight end of all time. He makes plays like that that win games. Um, but uh, I thought a lot of young guys stepped up, and uh, some guys that did not necessarily have those major roles stepped up on that drive as well. And so uh, it's good to see uh, with all those young guys out there. But it's also, it's also when you talk about the, I was asked to go agree about it, but the rookie stepping up, Pacheco, 107 yards rushing. Obviously, Sky Moore had his best game with the Chiefs along with Justin Watson. Talk about the, the play of the rookies tonight. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of new faces, man, and uh, to see them excel in moments like these is, is special because uh, obviously we've done it. And this organization for a little bit now, um, but I have those new guys step right in and make those plays, uh, especially not only on the offense. But, I mean, you look at the defense, man. I mean, every, it seemed like at one point all the DBs were, were rookies or new guys. And so, uh, and I mean, George, I mean, we've done a great job of bringing a lot of talented players in here, and they stepped up and made plays happen. Patrick, going into that last drive, how, how different, if at all, did it feel to go into it knowing you're down a couple guys that, that you've, you've had most of the season? And 
I try I try not to let it affect me. I, I joked about it during the week. You know, I, I just go through the reads unless Kelsey's man does not throwing the ball. So that that's uh that's kind of my mindset. Um, obviously teams have plans for Travis, and so guys are gonna have to step up. And so uh, when guys go down, I mean obviously we didn't have Juju and McColl, um, and, and the KT goes down. I mean Sky stepped up and made a lot of plays happen. That uh, he stepped right into that same role. Um, and I think you just credit the Veach, man. He brings a lot of good players in here, and so I can just go out there and, and go through my reads and guys get open. And you weren't really, <coughs> really joking about that with, with Kelso, right? No, I, I don't, I'm not joking at all. If he's man-to-man, I'm going to give him a chance. And, I mean, he's going to win most of them. I mean, obviously, they had Derwin, so Derwin's going to win his battles because he's like, like probably the best safety in the league. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to give my guy a chance because I know how special he is. I'm not suggesting that Kelsey is, is – ever unimportant to this team, but do you ever feel like he was more valuable given what the players you were missing than he was tonight? But all the tight ends were. I mean, if you see um, Jody made some plays, Noah made some plays, uh, Travis obviously made some plays, but uh, we, we stayed in a lot of bigger sets. We ran the football. Um, I thought the offensive line did a heck of a job running the football, especially in that second half when we just let them, let them eat and let them go out there and just run it. Um, and then uh, when we needed to make plays, guys stepped up and made plays. And so uh, hopefully we can get healthier as the season goes on, get some of these guys back. Um, but uh, that's the, the good thing about this team is that everybody's going to step up and make plays when it counts. You all have a three-game lead in the division after winning this game. What does that mean after an offseason of a lot of chatter that you talked about here? Yeah, I mean, we're just taking it week by week. Uh, we take it day by day. We just try to get better. Uh, we knew we were going to grow this year. We're going to keep getting better and better. And I'm proud of our guys. Man. We played a lot of tough games against a lot of great teams, and we, we've stepped up and won. Um, and so, um, obviously, it feels good now. It'll be a nice playing ride home. Um, but uh, we got a, another I mean, Super Bowl champs coming coming to town next week, so we have to kind of prepare ourselves again uh, when we go into this next week of uh, practice. What about Matthew Fonz a little bit? I saw that interaction with y'all on the sideline and the signed jersey and that. What did that mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, just just being on that sideline is special. I mean, uh, to be with those guys, uh, to have the Chiefs kingdom in the stadium um, and, and, and be a part of this team, it is a special feeling. I know how lucky I am. I mean, I know, when I talk to people that come from other places and when I – when I see what's going on around the league, I know how lucky I am to be in this organization, and so I try to just embrace it every day. Hey, Pat, to, to get back to Travis for a second, um, how valuable is he now with people going down? And like you talked about how the Chargers had a plan for him, what's special about him about right now? Yeah, I, I think what's special about him is he just competes. I mean, at the end of the day, he's going to keep fighting until the very end. And um, that's a, it, you, when you see that, I think it not only is impressive for him, but it gets other guys going. It shows that, I mean, he's, I mean, like I say, he's one of the best, not the best tight end of all time, and he's coming to work every single day to get better. And so that shows you whenever you step into the facility, you're like, man, i got to get to work. If this guy's doing it, I have to be able to at least match that. Um, and so that leadership that he brings, uh, as well as the play he brings in the field, is special, and it, it takes a lot, of, a lot off my shoulders. Uh, Patrick, just, you know, you've done with 13 seconds, minute 46, like coming on the field, what do you do with the huddle to get you know showing that confidence that you've been able to accomplish those last minute or second drive? You know, I just thought it was cool today that when we when I went in the huddle, everybody was just like, "Let's just do it." But there was no like doubt that we were going to go down there and score. There was no doubt that we were we were going to make make it happen. Um, and from the offensive line to the receivers to the running backs, tight ends, everybody was just had their mindset of let's take it one play at a time, get it down the field, and uh, go out there and get a touchdown when it counts. And that's what we did. Is it kind of less surprise or less shock when you guys are doing something like that since you've done it so many times? No, I mean, you, you understand this league, it's always going to be hard. Um, and I never will take that for granted. I mean, this league, is there's a lot of special players on, on both sides of the field. Um, and so uh, you just you go back to your fundamentals. You go back to not making it 
hey, we have to get a touchdown right now. We have to get a touchdown. It's one play at a time. How can I execute this play and move on to the next play and, and keep it going? And that's usually when the good stuff happens is you just can really focus on what you have to do to make that play that play work. Along that same line, as a quarterback, tell us what the feeling's like. You're backed up deep in your end, and you know the game is on the line. You can't make a mistake. And you successfully lead your team all the way down the field for the yeah, I'm, I've, I've seen enough now that until that the clock's at zero, I don't celebrate. But, I mean, obviously you're excited. Um, just trying to, to get the job done, trying to win the game. You put in so much work. I mean, everybody does. You put in so much work. And to get that win, it shows that that work is paying off. Um, and so uh, all that time that you're in the building, that you're away from your family, whenever you can have a drive like that, you can tell that it, it's worth it. And then you get to go home and be with your family and enjoy it with them. Last two. Bye-bye. Patrick, a lot of your chemistry with Traps is obviously because of the work, and you've got a great rapport with a lot of the guys you, you play with, of course. But, but is there any different way to describe what it is that enables you and Travis to have the same sort of points of reference on everything, the same wavelength? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a lot of reps, first off. You know, we've, we've played a lot of football together now. I'm, I, talk, I joke around, I'm getting old in this locker room now already. So uh, we played a lot of football together, done a lot of reps. Um, but he's just a competitor. I, I, I'll say it. I, I think that's the best talent that Travis has. No, not the size, the speed, the route running. Is that he will compete to the very end, and he's going to go down fighting. And so uh, I respect that. I, I think that I'm the same way. Is I'm going to do whatever I can to win, no matter what the score is. Um, and we and we have a lot of guys like that on this team. And I think that's what makes great teams is guys that won't give up even when it doesn't look great. Last one, Rob. Patrick, I know you don't have time tonight, but did you make plans to uh, take Henry Winkler up on his dinner offer? Oh, I already told him I was. So I didn't have time uh, this weekend, but hopefully we can we can win a lot of games and try to win the Super Bowl, and then I'll, I'll be back in L.A. at some point and uh, take him up on that. All right. Thank you. Um, that game was a lot more than just Mahomes to me, man, and it's, uh, that's why it was so fun. You got a guy like Sky Moore coming up big throughout the entire game. Um, on top of that, uh, Justin Watson, uh, I mean, even in that, that last drive for us, you know, Marquez gets his going early. Pat makes a huge play uh, with his feet. It's just um, those are the best, man. Those are the best. When everybody gets a piece of the pie, that's the best. When you, when you follow up and looking at those rookies, especially on both sides of the football, how important is it as you progress and hopefully get to the playoffs, is, is their play in, in the way that they contribute to the team? Well, it's important that, um, that you know, they, they're, they're going to have, uh, how would I put this, they're going to have battle wounds, right? They're going to have things that happen throughout a game, throughout a season, that they're going to they're gonna have to learn from. It. And it typically happens uh, – when they lose on a play, maybe how we lost and lose in a game, um, and then we learn from it and we get better because of it. And it's you know jobs like uh, and it's uh, put puts it on us as leaders to be able to get them to follow along and be able to you know find a way to win those games even when it is you know a learning situation for the young guys. Travis, when it's when Chargers score and you guys are getting ready to go back out there to the game winning drive, basically, I wonder what you're saying, what you're thinking, and, and if you could just explain the emotion of scoring that touchdown and what, what that feels like when they're doing so much to. This is what we practice, man. This is what we practice day in, day out. Um, throughout the offseason, you know, uh, Coach Eric Bienemy stresses a lot about situational football and uh, two minutes to win the game, down four. That's a situation that we, we harp on a lot, and it's. Um, it's just a whole lot of fun, and the, the emotion to be able to persevere through that, man, it's like a, a ticking time bomb, man. Once you get in the end zone, man, you just explode. You just, do that. You just fire that ball, right? Yeah, sorry if I hit somebody. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of accuracy with this thing. That's why I moved the tight end. Sorry how, about that. How much, Travis, was the Chargers coverage 
changing throughout the game, and, and how much did you notice to get you ready to go? With I mean, they played a lot of man coverage, and uh, Derwin James got, probably got the best, better of me throughout the entire uh, game. Um, but I was fortunate that Pat and uh, Coach Reed kept coming to me, kept dialing me up in situations, and I was uh, I was able to finish the game off on a positive note. But um, that's a great defense, man, and it's just definitely a great secondary, and uh, hats off to them for sure. Hey, Trent, you, 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 you've, been, you've been a great tight end for a long time. <coughs> I appreciate With all it. the experience that you have, what's even better about your game now than, say, last year, year before? Uh, man, I would um, – I would say I just uh, I was kind of talking about I'm just a, I'm a, I'm an older dog man I just I, throughout my years I just learned from situations that I've been through on the football field uh, situations that I've you know seen on the football field and I just keep accumulating all that data and just put it in this computer up here and hope that I can use it to my advantage when the time's needed man and that's uh that's kind of where I'm at with it at, at that. Travis, right, I mean, hold on, we're gonna roll real quick. We're gonna go Adam, then Nate, Aaron, Eric, and then we're gonna roll. Travis, any more sense than normal that you had to make some plays tonight, given the fact that Juju didn't play, McColl didn't play, and Kadarius went out real early? Yeah, we didn't have our full arsenal of weapons, man. And that's, uh, you know, knowing that it was going to be an opportunity. I, I personally was ready for the matchup. Uh, I knew they were going to play a lot of man-to-man -man coverage, and I knew that, you know, Pat was going to be looking for me when it was one-on-one -on -one coverage. So it was, um, it was a lot of, you know, Understanding what they were trying to do to stop us, and then on top of that, just going out there and, and trying to be a better football team. Nate, does it feel any different winning the game this year versus what you did last year against the Chargers? This one feels damn good. I know that. I, I, honestly, I put the other one in the, in the back pocket already. Eric. Pat mentioned he feels like your competitive nature is your best attribute over any of the physical traits or whatever. I know you're a professional athlete. Everybody's competitive. But where does that competitive fire come from <coughs> as you enter, you know, your team? Man. Uh, just my appreciation for the game, my appreciation for uh, the guys before me to give me the platform and the opportunity to do what I do today. Um, the Kansas City fans, the organization, there's a lot of people in that, this building that, uh, that pour their heart in, into, into this, this entire, you know, orchestra of things. And I, um, you know, I just put it, on my, I'll put it on my back and just leave with my heart to be able to go out there and perform and be accountable for those people. And um, I don't know, it was just the way I was raised, I guess. Travis, how much do you look forward to the matchups with Durham? I know you're going to face him twice a year, and then what happened on the, the last play there where you're able to shake loose? Um, yeah, like I said, man, he's the best, if, one of the best, if not the best, in the league. Um, he got the better of me for the for the majority of the game, um, and uh, it was a. It's one of those things where you would hope you hope to get the right things dialed up at the right moments. Um, and sure enough, at the end of the game, I knew uh, I knew he was kind of sitting on my outside shoulder on a lot of the stuff, so anything vertical and anything outside, he was locking me up pretty good. And uh, Coach Reed saw that and called a play where I could just get across field and try and beat him beat him with my legs. He's all 33 legs, man. But uh, it was, like I said, man, I was just fortunate that Coach Reed and Pat never lost faith in uh, me and my abilities to get open against a great, great cover guy like that. Your name is continue to be etched in stone. Uh, Pat's Rob Gronkowski for the most 100-yard uh, touchdown or 100-yard games. Uh, in, in NFL history, man, what's that feeling like for you? Uh, got a whole lot of respect for Rob, man. Just to be in that conversation is pretty damn cool, man. Um, shout out to the '87s out there, baby. Let's see if we can get a few more. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Thanks Travis. Chris Jones, sack nation, another five sacks uh, for the team tonight. What are you all doing? I think like the last three, four weeks, you all have 
five sacks in the game. What, what, what type of pressure is, uh, is the SPAC strong enough for you all that able to get you all to quarterback? I think it's most importantly getting, getting everyone back. Everyone is healthy. We lost Mike, Mike Dana for a couple games. We lost Frank. Frank Clark for a couple games, but then just rallying together. I think we have some some of the best pass rushers in the league, and when we're able to have those opportunities, we can get after it. Chris, there was, you know, they start to drive with about 31 seconds left, but you noticed that maybe Justin was going to try to do, a, I guess, a quarterback draw. Just what did you notice or recognize maybe pre-snap or even as the play was developing? Just collapse in the pocket. Um, I don't know if it was Frank or George Karloff that was making him step up by end. Ends played really, really well today on um, making him step up in the pocket. And for me, it was the easy, easy sack. Today was your 100th game as a Chief. What, do you, what does that mean to you when you look back on 100 games? Yeah, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> Dang. 100 games, huh? Uh, uh, I'm very fortunate uh, to be in this situation. Thanks to Coach Reed, the Hunt family. Uh, you know, uh, I'm old though, man. Dang, 100 games, huh? Uh, mm. well, AFC West was supposed to come in be the most competitive division. Chargers were supposed to be uh, your biggest challenger, and you beat them twice now, and you're three games up on everybody else at this point. Uh, thoughts on, on the team and, and where you're at in, in uh, progressing towards the playoffs? I think it's more so being resilient as a team. Um, we got a lot of young guys. You know, um, and we've had asked a lot of young guys to step up in roles that you know they're not they're not familiar with, and they've answered that. They've answered that. Um, Nick Bolton have a huger role from last year, and a lot of guys just have stepped up for this defense and for this team also. You know, and um, we've been very fortunate with that. Everyone is healthy so far, so knock on wood, and we're just gonna keep on driving. Chris, it's the other side of the ball, and I, but you've spoken about this before. I just wonder the night like tonight, how much it, it uh, reinforces your appreciation of Patrick and Travis and what they're able to do together. Yeah, it's special. It's special. Um, the chemistry those guys have. You know, I wasn't here last year to enjoy that moment where um, T. Kelsey scored it in for, what, 30, 35 yards, but this year I was here to enjoy it and appreciate that moment. Um, Travis Kelsey is one of the best in the league, and Pat is playing at an MVP level. And they left too much time on the clock for Pat. A minute and 45, I mean, we go through that throughout the week of two-minute drills, so I think it, it was normal for them. So. How much time is too much time for the Chiefs offense? I can't tell you, man. You, you look back last year, playoff game, it was 13 seconds. We got a field goal, so I don't know. I honestly don't know. Chris, after giving up 20 in the first half, what made the difference in the second half for y'all basically stalled the mother in that one long play and then touch them? I think we shot ourselves in the foot first half, uh, missed tackles, and been undisciplined. Uh, out of one player out of a gap, give up seven, eight yards, and a lot of leaky yardage. Um, we was able to go in inside and make a few adjustments, tackle better coming out of the second half, and we was able to make a few stops. A couple more. Chris, you've been on a really consistent run so far this season. I just wonder how much of last year, what you went through, sort of prepared you to have such a good season so far. Um, most importantly, I think it's about the D-line. Uh, I have a great supporting cast around me. Uh, Mike Dana, Frank Clark, Carlos Sanders. A lot of these guys have stepped up their game. Uh, and I also have Joe Cullen, uh one of the best D-line coaches in the league. And 
you know, those guys helped me be as successful as I am. So without them, I don't know where I'd be. I guess how satisfying is that to, to be the, the guy everybody looks to, but yet you and the rest of them are having success together? That's fine, but, you know, uh, we take it game by game. You know, it's always areas we can get better in. And we got to prepare for this week. It's no satisfying right here, man. It's always working. Thank you, guys. Thank you.